0: As Jews who believe in Yeshua, Galatians is a book that often has been used to beat us over the head with. All right, uh, It is probably has been historically my least favorite book. When I became a believer in Yeshua, the church I went to, because that's what I did back then, is uh, was one of the books used against me as a Jew, to say, you're not Jewish anymore, or it doesn't matter anymore. And um, it took a little bit of time before I found... Others who say, well, just a second, that's not really what it's talking about. This uh, little thing, grace versus law, this uh, scale, uh, is often a way, again, people view the book. Again, my point is that the book of Galatians is all about understanding God's unlimited grace. And so uh, we're going to uh, just briefly review a little bit of that, uh, focusing on uh, these, these verses David taught through this a couple of weeks ago. I talked a little bit in 16, and then Matt uh, last week spoke on the text, and you'll be why do you got to talk about it one more time? It's called emphasis. <laughs> it's called emphasis. All right, I want to make sure that everyone in this community understands this well. First, if we look at verses 16 and 17 through 18, which I'm going to read briefly. You can follow along. Actually, as you can tell, I've Need to wear my reading where's I need to wear my reading glasses more than I care to. If you look at verse 16, it says, Yet we know that a person is set right not by deeds based on Torah, but rather through putting trust in Messiah Yeshua. So even we have put our trust in Messiah Yeshua, in order that we might be set right based on trust in Messiah, and not by deeds based on Torah. Because no human will be justified by deeds based on Torah. So these first two points make this verse. These are the two key points of the verse. Faith alone in Messiah Yeshua brings justification. People come into right relationship with God simply by faith in Messiah Yeshua, not by any actions. Being good is good. Be good. Do good deeds. But it's not on the basis of effort that we're brought into relationship with God. Justification is just a theological word that means just as if I'd never sinned, okay? Which before God means that God looks at us and considers us righteous. You want to be considered righteous by God? Believe by faith in Messiah Yeshua's atonement. Second part of that verse, 16b, emphasizing again just what I said, efforts of any kind do not provide justification. Do good deeds. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We are his workmanship created to do good deeds. If you're like, I'm really not doing many good deeds. Well, then you're not meeting God's expectations. Go read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and 10. Go take a look at that, okay? Or Romans 12, verses 1 and following. All kinds of expectations has for, God has for us to do good deeds, but to recognize that it's not on the base of those, basis of those efforts at all that we come into right relationship with God. But then verses 17 through 18, again, just recapping in my poor eyesight, it says, But if, while seeking to be justified in Messiah, we ourselves also were found to be sinners, is Messiah then an agent of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild the very things I tore down, I prove myself to be a law breaker. And I summarize those verses simply with this final point, which obviously I need to rework here. Genuine faith in Messiah Yeshua will lead to radical change in our lives. That is a constant theme of Shaul. That's a constant theme of Paul. Paul's like, You believe. That's wonderful. Okay? Maybe he got this from James, from James' book. You believe. So what? The, de- the demons believe. Big deal. How is it changing your life? How is it changing your life? Paul was big on that. Remember, he was a religious Jew himself. Being good was just a reality, but coming into right relationship with God, it should transform your life. Are you transformed this morning? How are you transformed? How are you being transformed? That's some what we're going to talk about this morning. The reality of our faith in Messiah Yeshua is proven by the actions of our lives. I'm from Missouri. Show me your faith. Show me your faith. Oh, yeah, it's in the book of James, too. Show me your faith. So we're going to look at a couple of, just three verses, going to wrap this up. First thing I want to point out from verse 19, take a look at verse 19. It says, for through law I died to law, so that I might live for God, I have been crucified with Messiah. I think both Matthew and David have very well dealt with the micro aspects of this text. Right now, all I want to do with the macro stuff, application, application. Living a genuine life of faith in Messiah Yeshua will lead to real transformation in your life. Again, it's a recap of what I just said. But you know what's a bummer is that this is where we really struggle. We really struggle with this. Living the transformed life. We're going through life. And life hits us. Anybody have life hit you lately? Maybe a health issue. I see Roger in the room and Jay. Roger and Jay, both of them, having uh, some physical difficulties that have hit them. Roger would rather be in Haiti, but he can't go back to Haiti because he's got health issues. So he's here. Life hit him. I mean, I said last week, we're so blessed. All the young adults in our congregation are doing really well in terms of career development. Shoshana just got into UIC for nurse practitioner. Did I say it right this time? <laughs> career movement. That's wonderful. May we all be blessed with good. But there are times when life hits us. You know what that means. That means things are going on that you didn't mean to have happen. We all, if you take a moment right now and you think about it, I mean, I'll give you permission for 30 seconds to consider life right now that's hitting you in some way. That happens. That's part of life. What's wonderful is that as followers of Messiah Yeshua, if we're allowing God to transform us, we are making life happen. We're allowing the Spirit of God to lead us, work through us, direct through us, to make things happen, if we're willing to allow God to transform us. Living the believing life should lead to death to oneself, though. You notice how it ends like that. Uh, the latter part of verse 19 says, I have been crucified with the Messiah. I mean, that really is a phrase, I have been crucified with the Messiah. This little line at the bottom, we die to the power of the condemnation of the law through our coming to have faith in the one who fulfilled the law and brought us God's righteousness. That is our Messiah, Yeshua. But what does it mean now to, to die to the power of the condemnation of the law? Turn with me real quick, because I love to remind people of this amazing passage. Romans chapter 8. If you look, if you've studied the book of Romans, you know that chapter 6 and chapter 7 of Romans, Shaul is like getting down on himself because of the sin of his life. The thing I want to do, I don't do. The thing I don't want to do, that I do. Well, what what wretched person I am. The thing I want to do, I don't do. The power of sin. But then, take a look. Chapter 8, verse 1. Romans 8, 1. It says, Therefore, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. For the law of the Spirit of life in Messiah Yeshua has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what was impossible for the Torah, since it was weakened on account of the flesh, God has done, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as a sin offering, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us, to do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Ruach. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the ruach set their minds in the things of the ruach. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the ruach is life and shalom. For the mindset of the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not submit itself to the law of God, for it cannot. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And that's why it says at the end of verse Uh, 19, be crucified. Be crucified. Very painful. Be crucified. If real transformation will occur in your life, it will come because you have made the decision to be crucified with Messiah. You've made the decision to be crucified with Messiah. What does it mean to be crucified with Messiah? Messiah. Let's take a look at the text, chapter twenty. I mean, chapter chapter two, verse twenty, and I'll start with the last part again of chapter uh, verse nineteen. I have been crucified with Messiah, and it is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by trusting in Ben Elohim, who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Living the believing life should lead to life in Messiah. That seems really amorphous though I want us to pause a moment and to really understand Yeshua's death in fact I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to read a a document a medical doctor's description of crucifixion he says the cross is placed on the ground and the exhausted man is quickly thrown backwards with his shoulders against the wood the legionnaire feels for the depression in the front of the wrist He drives a heavy square wrought iron nail through the wrist, deep into the wood. Quickly, he moves to the other side and repeats the action, being careful not to pull the arms too tightly, but to allow some flex and movement. The cross is then lifted into place. The left foot is pressed backward against the right foot, and with both feet extended, toes down, a nail is driven through the arch of each, leaving the knees flexed. The victim is now crucified, As he slowly sags down with more weight on the nails and the wrists, excruciating, fiery pain shoots along the fingers and up the arms to explode in the brain. The nails and the wrists are putting pressure on the median nerves. As he pushes himself upward to avoid this stretching torment, he places the full weight on the nail through his feet. Again, he feels the searing agony of the nail tearing through the nerves between the bones of his feet. As the arms fatigue, cramps sweep through the muscles, knotting them in deep, relentless, throbbing pain. With these cramps comes the inability to push himself upward to breathe. Air can be drawn into the lungs, but not exhaled. He fights to raise himself in order to get even one small breath. Finally, carbon dioxide builds up in the lungs and in the bloodstream, and the cramps partially subside Spasmodically, he's able to push himself upward to exhale and bring in life-giving oxygen. Hours of this limitless pain, cycles of twisting, joint-rending cramps, intermittent partially asphyxiation, searing pain as tissue is torn from his lacerated back as he moves up and down against the rough timber. Then another agony begins, a deep crushing pain deep in the chest as the pericardium slowly fills with serum and begins to compress the heart. It is now almost over. The loss of tissue fluids have reached a critical level. The compressed heart is struggling to pump heavy, thick, sluggish blood into the tissues. The tortured lungs are making a frantic effort to gasp in small gulps of air. He can feel the chill of death creeping through its tissues. Finally, he can allow his body to die. Our Messiah, Yeshua, went through that horrific experience. We are called to die like that. Not physically, but to ourselves We are called to die to our desires, our goals, our objectives, our pleasures. We are to die to ourselves that we might live in him. It's an interesting uh, uh, statement here by Ambroseister. He wrote this, I think, around the third century. He said, one who is fixed to the cross of Messiah is one who, in imitation of his footsteps is not ensnared by any worldly desire. Living to God, he appears dead to the world. That's that's tough. But that is exactly what we are called to do. I have been crucified with Messiah, and it is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me. Is Messiah living in you? Are your priorities and objectives, the goals of your life, are they submitted? Have they been nailed to the cross, to the execution stake, so that you will, you are living out and fulfilling God's life for you? Are you struggling with this? Are you living out your life for yourself and trying to mitveh it? <laughs> in essence. Trying to baptize it in a little bit of religiosity. Last thing I want to point out is verse 21. Verse 21, it states, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through Torah, the Messiah died for no reason. Again, the transformational life that comes because our Messiah Yeshua died for us And therefore, we are dying to ourselves following His example. But what's got to be at the core of it all is an understanding of God's amazing grace. You know, we come into a right relationship with God by faith, trusting in God's grace. I remember when I was a brand new believer in Yeshua. I remember coming to the point where I finally said, enough. I surrender. I'm going to (laughs) just... I'll take you... I'll take it by face value that God, you're real, Yeshua is the Messiah, and that you're going to forgive me. I and I will, I will take this step of faith and surrender. I didn't know much. I knew basically nothing. I just knew that this God was real. He had made Himself known to me in such a way that I knew I needed to respond to Him, and I trusted in His grace. I've been a believer now for almost thirty-seven years, thirty-six years. Now I have a much better understanding of God's grace. You know why? Because I've understood in, that in order to strengthen myself in my relationship with God, i got to grow in that trusting in Him. I have learned really to be able to notice that God is graceful, that God forgives me of my sin, that God doesn't give up on me, that He walks with me. But I'm not... St- Still at the beginning I'm down here where the walking out of that relationship demands that on a daily basis I learn ever more what it means to trust in him trust in his grace live out the faith it's not something you learn in a book You gain it through life. You gain it through the experience of being crucified every day. The reality of our faith in Messiah Yeshua is proven by the actions of our lives. Is your death to yourself as painful and life-altering as Yeshua's death was for you? Take a moment. Consider for a moment. Has your life as a follower of of Messiah Yeshua, in the last few weeks, have you, have you had any experience that would, that would be something you could point to and say, yes, I've had to die to myself in a way recently because I knew it was what God wanted me to do. And it brought a change in my life. Maybe for you there was an opportunity that because of its conflict with your faith, and what you knew God wanted, that you gave up an opportunity. Maybe for you, it was taking a stand on your job where you decided that you were going to make a statement about your faith, even though it put you in a risky situation. Maybe with a family member. How has your life in the last few weeks been a demonstration? of your personal crucifixion. Maybe for you, this isn't making any sense whatsoever. Maybe for you, this is not something you're really familiar with. Maybe for you, this is something we should talk about. Maybe you really have not come to understand God's tremendous grace by really understanding the amazing sacrifice of our Messiah, Yeshua. Yeshua. I guess the summational question in regards to that first point is, what is your faith costing you? You know, it's fascinating. Yeshua went to the cross, submitted to the will of his Father. Some of that text is very critically important. The Messiah himself submitting to the authority of the Father to die, and yet the scene is not my will but yours. He didn't want to die in and of himself, but he did it in submission of the Father. And he bore the cost necessary for our salvation. What's your faith costing you? Second point, in what specific ways has your life in Messiah been spiritually productive and faithfully lived out according to God's expectation for you? This is Paul's big thing. I mean, Paul's big thing. Two big things for Paul. Salvation by grace through faith, okay? The other is, so what are you doing with it? <laughs> what are you doing with it? Those are Paul's two points. Who's, uh, what spiritual fruit have you been producing lately? You know, we have the example of Messiah Yeshua's, uh, you know, uh, the seed sown on the field and, and the good soil producing 30, 60, 30, 60 and 100 fold. What are you producing? Are you producing good seed? Is it obvious? Do you yourself see it? Whose lives have you been impacting from Saya's sake? Are there specific people right now in your mind? You say yes. This person I'm, I'm impacting. This person I really want to try and figure out how to reach out and connect with them. This person I encourage. I specifically know of that there's there's difficulty. I am going out of my way to encourage this person. Spiritual productivity is always demonstrated really in what we do in the lives of people. It's all about people. It's all the stuff that uh, Abe and I were talking earlier. It's all the stuff that's off the grid. It's the phone calls and the emails and the hello, how are you, authentically given. (laughs) That's the spiritual fruit. That's the spiritual productivity. Really of the crucified life breaking bread, encouraging people and praying for them and reaching out and helping people to move forward in a a world where often life happens to us. Living a genuine life of faith in Messiah Yeshua will lead to real transformation in your life. It has to. And that's what's what's amazing is, is that Your transformation, it may look different than my transformation and anyone else's transformation, because it's all you being crucified to your will, seeking to have your life in Messiah, fulfilling his will in your life. What is it that he wants you to do? How does he want you to transform yourself? What is it he has for you to do? Let's take a few moments in in thoughtful contemplation and consider that. I'm going to leave that top slide up. We're going to sing the, uh, the new song you guys wrote. Uh, I don't see Rachel. Uh, instead of the one you have, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to sing that new one because it's a great song. Uh, they wrote in the Women's Aliyah. And you'll notice, I will choose. <laughs> Those are will words. I will choose. So let's take a few moments in silent contemplation, considering our lives crucified with lives being transformed, and then we'll sing together. Choose to worship you. I will choose to bless your name. I will choose to worship Adonai. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in your promises. I will choose to bless your name, I will choose to worship Adonai. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in your promise. to bless your name, I will choose to worship Adonai, I trust in you Lord, I trust in your